Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 65 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we inspire, motivate, and educate business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, we talk about entrepreneurship. An entrepreneur, as defined by Investopedia, is an inside entrepreneur or an entrepreneur within a company who uses entrepreneurial skills without incurring the risks associated with those activities. I talk with Devon Wilhoyt of American Transmission Company. Devon is an innovative information technology professional with over 22 years experience. She currently works as a consultant business relationship manager, building strong collaborative teams, facilitating communication, and solidifying partnerships between IT and business functional areas. We talk about investing in yourself, establishing your brand, and making yourself marketable. We step through how thinking like an entrepreneur can benefit your professional career in a big way. All right, let's dig in. All right, Devon, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Awesome, awesome. So this this episode is going to be a little bit different than most of the episodes. And what I wanted to do is I'm going to be doing a series, probably one or two episodes on entrepreneurship. And simply what entrepreneurship is, is it's a an entrepreneurial mindset within the confines of, I said confines, <laughs> within the, the structure of corporate um, uh, America or the corporate environment. So what I want to do is kind of tie those uh, those skill sets from a person who is successful in corporate America and a person who is an entrepreneur and taking those skill sets and applying them both to uh, the entrepreneurial landscape and from being an entrepreneur into uh, corporate environments to, to become successful. So Devon, I typically will let my guests introduce themselves. And so tell us about yourself. And when I say that, I mean, you're welcome to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start current day. Tell us about yourself. Well, I don't actually remember specifically the day when I was born, but uh, again, my name is Devon Wilhoyt. Um, I work for the American Transmission Company, and I'm also an entrepreneur. So a little bit about myself. Back in the day, I was actually born in March. So all I remember is my mom telling me is that when I was born, it was pretty snowy outside and pretty slushy. I was born in Chicago, born and raised in Chicago. And um, I came to Wisconsin for my college years and ended up graduating and staying here in Wisconsin as I started working here in Wisconsin. Ended up married and stayed in Wisconsin. I always tell people, I tease people, I say, uh, I came to Wisconsin after college and then I've been stuck here ever since. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
the Wisconsin people don't appreciate that as much, <laughs> right. but the Illinois people right, get it. Right, we get right, it. We right, understand. Right, right. Um, so tell us a little bit about your career. So you graduate and... Okay, funny story. So I came to Marquette University is where I did my undergrad. And I actually came there because um, when I was in high school, my last year of high school, uh, there was a math class I was taking. I was actually doing pretty bad in that math class. And I'm very good at math. That's one of my favorite subjects. So the math teacher told my mom in one of the parent-teacher meetings, you know, typically when a student does this bad, this is how they're going to continue. And that was just unacceptable for me. I got an A out of that class. Me getting an A out of that class put me in a position where the teacher um, recommended me for a program at Marquette. So it was a like a summer type of an intern uh, type of program with their phlebotomy department. So I actually worked in their medical technology area. I know, far-fetched. So I uh, went to Marquette. I had intentions of getting my degree in biology. And um had some classes at the same time and just not understanding that uh, landscape. Ended up graduating, long story short, with a degree in theology. In my mind, I said, you know, I'm just going to hurry up and get whatever degree I can right fast so I don't continue to owe Marquette money. And the degree was theology because in the liberal arts, you take a lot of theology, which was fine for me. I'm a church girl. So, I mean, that kind of goes with my personal life. So I said, okay, I can do something with this. Ultimately, what I decided to do is go to grad school, but I just didn't know exactly how and when I was going to do that. After graduating from Marquette, I worked at uh, Bank One, which is now Chase. Um, I worked in their department. That was my first full-time job out of college. And what ended up happening three years into that job, they decided to discon, they decided to move the department to Texas. So I could have stayed with the department and moved to Texas, or I could have moved someplace else in the bank. I decided I wanted to do something different. There, I worked in a mainframe system, even though I was on the user end. What that yielded me the opportunity to do is stand on that to now work for an organization called CompuWare, where I worked as a consultant for a few years, and I actually was one of the uh, programmers for those mainframe languages. So that gave me an opportunity to have a professional development program. That gave me an opportunity to be a part of their program where we went away for three months. They shipped us off to Farmington Hills, Michigan. We stayed up there and we learned how to code. I learned how to code mainframe languages. So I actually am a a programmer for mainframe languages. I don't use it much now, but um, if I needed to, I could pull that that (laughs) skill set back out. Um, You don't have a whole lot of them now, and I'm probably one of the younger mainframe programmers. So I did that for a while, and what ended up happening was um, once Y2K came and went, then all the hubbub about uh, mainframe and all of that stuff around there kind of fizzled. So I had to think to myself, now what am I going to do? So I'm always thinking of how can I invest in myself to make myself marketable for my next endeavor. At that point, I decided to go into the networking type of help desk arena in the technology world. And I switched over and I started uh, going going in that direction and started training in that direction, got some certifications and such. CompuWare ended up sending me to the American Transmission Company because I had friends that were there. It was a new account. And they say, hey, they they wanted their best team. They sent their A team because they wanted to acquire the business. And my friends called me and said, hey, let's bring her out here. She can do this. And they had me do their procurement for their cellular and pager devices. So I would sit there and I would deploy and set up and configure all of the cellular devices I um, had the U.S. cellular account at that time. So as I sat back and did that, I got bored doing that. I get bored pretty quickly. And I would start answering their service desk, which we call it now, but I would answer their help desk phone calls. And because of my background and what I had been trained on and my engagement and interaction with customers, 
I was able to answer some of the questions that our technical staff, who was more um, into setting up the PCs and server things, they couldn't answer the end user questions, but I could. Well, once I answered one of these uh, EA's questions for one of the lawyers and one of the VPs, and I was able to fix a document that they were struggling with for hours, it was pretty much a done deal. ATC was in its hiring phase. It was in its infancy and an opportunity came up and I joined our, it was our help desk then as a desktop analyst. And that's where I started at ATC 17 years ago. Since then, times most certainly have changed. I spent the first uh, part of my career at ATC in our IT department, various positions there. I went from a desktop analyst to an application analyst where you get a little deeper into understanding the applications that are on the end user's devices and supporting that being the primary support for that. Kind of getting further, uh, a higher viewpoint of where our users use their their information technology. So then I'm using to implement said uh, software and applications and systems. And in my latest endeavor here at ATC, I'm one of our business relationship managers, and I am the tie between the business and our technology department. So I look at what is the business's technology needs, and I do a translation of articulating that to IT and then allowing that to be our starting point for how we uh, would move forward with implementing those things. In addition to that, I'm pretty heavy into our data analytics arena, and I lead one of those teams for uh, one of ATC forums groups. Awesome. To sum that up, what I heard <laughs> was that you obviously know your purpose, you obviously know your passion, and you are able to take on new challenges. And to because uh, one of the things we talk about a lot is purpose, passion, path. Knowing your purpose being on the right path and knowing your passion because so those things are all different. They're similar and they're, they are related. But if you could have a, you, you could know your purpose and be on the wrong path, you can have a passion and not know your purpose and you can have a passion and purpose and still be on the wrong path. So one of the things that we have uh, as a download on the, on the site is download this work. Well, you can download this worksheet that helps you kind of step through. What is my purpose? What is the path? And what is my passion? And tying all those three things together so that you're operating in your maximum awesome, awesomeness is what I call it. That red zone mm-hmm. where all those things intersect. And now you're starting to see things flow out of that instead of into it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So so that's what I heard. You you know your, your purpose. You know your passion. And then you were able to look at the path and say, okay, how can I acquire the skills to develop myself? And the other thing that I heard you say is you said market, right? And that's one of the things that in, in corporate speak, you you think of it at a corporate level, but not so much as a, on an individual level. It's like you are, in a lot of ways, just like an entrepreneur. You have to market yourself. You have to brand yourself. You have to advertise, right? Your, your call to action. I was having a conversation the other day, and I'm like, hey, you have to market your brand, and you have to advertise. You have to tell people what to do. That's the reason why you see a million commercials um, from McDonald's or from right. all of these brands, because they understand that you could have a really strong brand and you can market to people. But if you don't have that call to action and tell them what they should do, they're not going to do it. Right. So you have to you have to have that brand, that strong brand. You market that brand and then you have to tell that hiring manager, OK, you know, my brand. I've marketed to you or I wouldn't be sitting in front of you. Now, the advertising piece is, okay, here's how you tie all those things together. And the call to action is 
I want the job or I want the promotion, right? So so that's the reason I wanted you on is because I think you're a, an awesome example of a person who's built that brand and has marketed that brand and has various um, ways of, of calling that to action, whether it's a, a internal team that you're leading or if it's you speaking at a different group. So talk a little bit about that. How How did you get that mindset to develop your brand, to market your brand, and then to advertise? That's a good question. I, it really started with my mom and what she instilled in me. She instilled in me uh, the importance of education, the importance of confidence, um, those kind of things. From my dad's perspective on his side, he instilled in me, never give up on your dream. When I was a little girl, my dad always wanted to be a firefighter, but yet he worked at Universal Studios the whole time that I was a young girl. And then maybe in my teenage years, he went and took that test and he became a firefighter. He retired a firefighter, Mm -hmm. you know, so both of my parents have some strengths in the the areas of confidence and education and those kinds of things. Well, I just translated that into my world. I've used the opportunity of of work, the workplace, the corporate environment. I've taken advantage of our educational policies there, our education, our tuition and reimbursement. I've gotten two degrees from that. And my coworkers always tease me about the multiplicity of letters behind my name. But it's just something to do in the meantime. You know, when I look at a job position, I don't look at it as something that's a forever position. I look at it as, as something that is a stepping stone for whatever it is I'm going to do next. I'm, I don't know what's next, but I know that if I were to find myself in a position where I were to lose my job today, I have a skill set that transcends across an array of things that I can find something to do by tomorrow. Then on the personal side, I've always thought to myself, you know, God forbid that something should happen in my family where my husband's not able to work. I want to be in position that I can be helpful to my family and that I can bring something to the table. When I was at Chase, that was one story that I'll never forget. One of the ladies that worked there, she was a bitter lady. And I later found out it was because she had to drop what she was doing and take care of her household because her husband was on disability, but she didn't have the know-how to do it. So she struggled. I never want to struggle like that. And I never want my children to have to struggle like that. I want to make sure that I'm well equipped to do those kinds of things. So that's kind of my story. And that, that makes a ton of sense. And one of the things that, again, that I wanted to do is is make that that tie in between what you're saying now, because you mentioned positioning. You mentioned um, taking on new challenges. You mentioned looking into the future, right? Being prepared. As entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, a lot of times, and, and you know the, the the statistics, like 50% of, of businesses fail. And I think part of that is because they're not prepared. They're not, they're not nimble. They get, a lot of times they're technicians. They're, they That's are huge. barbers or they're, they bake up cupcakes. So they don't know, you think about forecasting, they don't know about market positioning, they don't know the the hard business skills. And and that's really the reason enterprise now exists is because we want to say, hey, I understand you want to be a business owner, you want to be an entrepreneur, but there are business skills that you you absolutely need to have if you're going to be here next year and the next year. And and, and that's what you're describing. You're describing, you have to look out into how do you separate yourself from the competition, right? As a business owner, it, it's great that you 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 sell water bottles, 
but what makes your water bottle different? Is it your customer service? Is it your ability to fulfill orders? What is it about your business? And as a, as a, um, a professional, what is it about the service that you provide that organization? Because that's what it is. You're providing that organization a service. What is it about the service that you're providing that sets you apart? from the the, uh, the other hundreds of thousands of people who graduated with the same degree that you you graduated from. And, and so that's what you're describing. How do you differentiate yourself? How do you market yourself? How do you look at emerging markets, right? How do you say, okay, how do I prepare my brand um, and my market to be ready to receive the opportunities that might be presented in the future? And I think you said it well. You have to be nimble. If you are not uh, a person that can adapt to change, you are in trouble. When you think about Blockbuster Video, they had a great idea, but they didn't want to adapt to change and they became extinct because Redbox completely blew them out of the water. And you in and, and Redbox even has they've even t- tried to change too because Netflix also now came behind them. Yeah, I know because well, I went and rented a couple of movies <laughs> and it's twice as much as the last time. I'm like, wait a minute, this is two bucks. Like, uh, yeah, because I have done that. That is what has given me the opportunity to continue to grow and be promotable at ATC. People who stay in their brand. And when I when I say branding, I'm talking about a whole person brand. I'm not just talking about your external look. I'm talking about your internal thought process of how you perceive yourself in the world around you and how you think that you're going to engage with that. In addition to, okay, let's say that, you know, one day you were wearing pants and polo shirts. You might want to throw in a dress shirt and a jacket. You have to change the way people are perceiving you because people's perception is their reality. It might not be true, but it's still their reality. And if my reality is being held by somebody who's going to promote me, I need to get in their head and I need to figure out what it is I need to do to get them to move. My mom's philosophy was give them what they want so you can get what you want. While I have to work in corporate America and while I juggle both, then I'm going to educate as much as I can and let them pay for it. I'm going to get as many certifications that I can and I'm going to let them pay for it because all of that knowledge that I get from my organization and allowing them to put pressure on my potential and allow that potential to come out and allow them to see where my worth is and then pay me for it. That transcends to everything that I do for myself outside of my organization. And it's not just in the entrepreneurial jobs that I have, but even in my volunteering type things. I sing at my church. Okay, if I'm going to be committed for what I do for work and they're paying me, then I better be committed to what I'm doing outside of work because my brand is the same inside of work. And outside of work, I want them to see me that I'm committed, I'm strong, and I'm promotable mm-hmm. in the same way mm-hmm. that somebody who's paying me. Wow. We could probably have an entire <laughs> another show just to talk about that because you mentioned pers- perspective and perception. It, it's so important. You, you mentioned that they're pushing you to your potential. Some yeah. people might look at that and say, oh, well, they're asking me to do all this extra stuff. But when you have a, the, the mindset. I'm like, of, bring it. Bring it because it's making you better. It's yes. push, like you said, it's pushing your, your potential. Yes. Wow. They pushing won't see potential. me sweat. I write That's that a good one. That'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> pushing my potential. You know, a lot of times people need that. If you think about it, you know, sometimes when you're working, you're under a tough deadline. 
you a lot of times perform better. Some people don't perform better under that pressure, but sometimes until people put pressure on your potential, you don't see what your potential is. Singing is a good example. You sing in the choir, that's fine. Somebody might hear you and they say, oh, wow, you sound nice. You know, let's put you on this microphone. You're afraid. But if they put you on and you do it enough times, then you're no longer afraid. Let's push you out further. I want you to lead this song. The first time you're afraid, you didn't even know you could sing like that. But they push you out further. You take the mic and you find yourself and lose yourself in what you're doing. Now people can vibe from what you're giving. And now they might get, you know, joy from your potential being at the top. Mm -hmm. So... Pop quiz. Uh-oh. What do you think the number one thing that keeps most people from starting a business is? Oh, fear. 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 And that's what, you're, fear. that's what you're describing. Yeah. Even if you look at yeah. in, in the corporate environment, fear is holding people back from realizing their potential. And and that's why I wanted to draw that parallel is because it's exactly the same. The fear the fear is is keeping people from creating that brand to to make themselves promotable, and and fear is keeping people from starting that business or because people don't want to fail. And and it's fear of fear of failure and fear of success because with success comes responsibility. We got to end today's conversation, but that is really 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 great stuff. So if you had one piece of advice that you were going to give. Um, I'm going to dub them an entrepreneur, a person who thinks entrepreneurially, but they're in corporate America and they're okay with that. That's their purpose, their path, and their passion is, you know, working um, a, a job for a corporation. They're not interested in starting their own business, but they want to incorporate some of those entrepreneurial mindsets. How do they start? Real simple. Don't stop learning and don't stop reading. It's not like the information is not there. When I was younger, we had to go to the library. We had to use the Dewey Decimal System. We had to pull a book off of the shelf. Yeah, some of you young bucks don't even know what that is, <laughs> but you can Google it. Nowadays, you can get online. You can Google. There is so much information out there. Get online and read. Read blogs. What are other people saying? Find someone else who is successful doing what you want to do and see how they did it. Why recreate the wheel? don't the wheel already exists and it's no longer square gotcha gotcha and one other thing that i would um, advise folks to do is obviously listen to the enterprise now podcast because of course every week we're talking with entrepreneurs that are successful and the thing that's cool is we we talk with entrepreneurs who are literally just starting out and we talk with entrepreneurs that run multi-million dollar enterprises. So you really get a breadth of experience from um, how people got started until uh, all the way up to people that have failed several times, but now they're successful. So um, so I, that's all I have for you guys. This is going to be, like I said, this is a shorter episode than normal. Hopefully uh, you got a lot out of it. I know I have notes over here. And um, what I'll do is uh, after this airs, I'll go and I'll try to unpack. And I said, try to, because there's a lot of information here. I'll try to unpack some of the, 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 the thoughts and the uh, concepts that we talked about today. But, um, but thanks again, Devon, for being with us. And thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, we would not be able to do what we do without you. So thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. 
Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.